the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We come to the last Sunday before Lent, and um, it's called Forgiveness Sunday. Important to understand, I think, the journey we've been on for the last five weeks to prepare ourselves to enter Lent. The first Sunday, uh, the fifth Sunday before Lent is Zacchaeus Sunday. Reminds us that we need to have a desire for God, a desire that can allow us to climb the mountain. Uh, and then the publican and the Pharisee, the theme being humility. Am I humble? Am I humble before God, before other people? And then the prodigal son, am I repentant? Am I willing to leave this, this world behind and step toward God? The things of this world are less to me. God is more to me. I want to be a servant in his household. Then last Sunday was the uh, Sunday of uh, meat fair, which is last judgment. And it reminds us that we are to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, and our neighbor as ourself. And we see all those that are neighbors to be Christ himself. How do we take care of Christ, our neighbor? And then today is Forgiveness Sunday. Uh, and it allows us then, with all these kind of themes behind us and all the effort we've made up to this point, to enter Lent in a very beautiful way. We enter it with this sense that we are prepared. We have made the effort to kind of get our heart ready to step into this journey of Lent. And it is important, as we hear in the scripture today, that that journey begins with forgiveness. Forgive all those in our lives that in any way have offended us. That all, those, all that we want to put behind us today, all that's done, God have mercy on us. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So Lent, then, is a journey to freedom. Freedom. Every time I hear that word, I remember Braveheart. When he's on being tortured and they want to make him pay allegiance to the king. And he starts to make this sound. And, uh, 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 freedom! It's a very powerful thing. You know, to choose to do the right thing. To choose freedom. And Lent is freedom from passions and sins. That's our goal in Lent, is to be freed from the tyranny of our passions, tyranny of our enslavement to things that just draw us in. You know, I remember years, you probably haven't seen this cartoon, but there was an old uh, Warner Bros. cartoon, um, and one of the characters was called Pepe Le Pew. And... Uh, he was attracted by this cat. Pepe the Pew was a skunk. But he was attracted to this beautiful cat. And every time the cat would walk by, there would be this kind of wave of perfume that would go in the air. And the cartoon would, Pepe the Pew would just be 
caught up in the perfume and just be dragged along by the perfume. Are we not caught that way in our appetites? It, they just draw us around. They just push us around. Lent is a time to say no to that, to take the appetites and the things we're enslaved to and say, no more, no more. I want to be free from this, liberated, freedom from the enslavement to my appetites. And how do we get there? Obedience. Isn't that kind of a con obedience? You find freedom in obedience? Yes. Freedom is found in obedience. The beautiful picture of that is a mother of God. Totally free. The most free person probably ever born on the planet. She was totally free, but she was totally obedient. And found the most beautiful life that probably any human being has ever lived on this earth except for the Lord himself. She found freedom in obedience. So how do we do that? How do we look at that? I think it's very important that we understand that there are certain disciplines that the Lord desires us to participate in during the Lenten season. And as we participate in those disciplines, obey them. He says, when you pray, not if you pray. When you fast, not if you fast. When you give alms, not if you give alms. And forgive others because you want to be forgiven. See, obey. Obedience to these things allows us to be free. So let me talk about each of these things, and I'll conclude with the one on forgiveness. But prayer, uh, we need to set our prayer aright in our Lenten season and be, be very clear about what you're going to do in the Lenten season, how you're going to pray, what you're going to pray, when you're going to pray it. And try to be very, very uh, firm in that. Don't take on too much, but be very firm in what you plan to do in your Lenten prayer. Because it helps set your mind in a good place. You know, uh, this is the first anniversary of Kevin's departing this life. And all the anxiety, you can imagine the anxiety that surrounded Kevin's situation. You know, when we began to pray together, guess what happened to that anxiety? It went away. It went away. The concern was still there. The problem didn't diminish, but the anxiety just calmed down because we drew near to God and we fleed the anxiety and we fed on trust, trusting God. And you, you can, it's such a beautiful place in prayer. You're giving yourself to God to allow him to raise you above the confusion of the world, the confusion of the circumstance, the anxiety of the circumstance. Prayer allows you to rise above that confusion, above that anxiety. So when we pray, we need to flee, flee anxiety and feast on trust. Feast on trust. Trusting God, allowing yourself to be before him and trusting his way, what he brings to us. 
very important that we understand prayer to be that way, a place where we can move away from our anxieties and move toward trusting God and being comforted by him, being comforted by him. There were so many beautiful moments uh, all along that way that, uh, where we just rested in, in Christ, rested in Christ. And so I'd encourage you to see your prayer that way, a way to kind of flee the anxieties and concern, the, the worries of your life, and attach to Christ where you can find trust and comfort and freedom from that anxiety. Freedom from anxiety. Freedom! Remember that. Freedom from anxiety through prayer. Very beautiful. And then we set our will uh, in the fast. When we fast, we want to be very clear of kind of what we are going to fast from and then what we are going to be feasting on, right? So the importance in the fast is that we will practice self-denial, but we'll find freedom from our appetites and be able to feast on self-control. So we fast from being controlled by our appetites and we feast on self-control. So let me encourage you in this one thing. It's very important that you make a decision on how you're going to fast from all your appetites. Now, this is just not about food. And we hear that constantly in the scriptures. We can make the fast all about a dietary change. And it will mean very little. We can make the fast about controlling our appetites and it can mean a lot. All our appetites, what we look at what we listen to, what we do with our hands, where we move our feet, how we use our tongue. Do we listen more and talk less? Do we love God more and the world less? This is what we want to begin to see. So it's clear and important that you make decisions on how you're going to engage the fast. What are you going to do to help control your appetites, and you need to be very specific about it. So here's what I eat, here's what I don't eat, right? Here's what I'm going to be looking at, and here's what I'm not going to be looking at. Here's what I'm going to listen to, and here's what I'm not going to listen to. Here's what I'm going to think, and here's what I'm not going to be thinking about. And you have to make, it's very important to make your yes, yes, and your no, no, and be very firm in that decision. Um, one of the big issues, the struggles in our spiritual life, is it's, it's, we deliberate. We deliberate. Father Richard used to tell me, he says, deliberation is the playground of the devil. Christ never deliberated. Think about it. So, should I eat this or shouldn't I? 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 Well, I think I'll go ahead and eat it. That's what deliberation does. Should I look at that or not? Should I look at that or not? Should I look at that or not? I'm going to look at it. But if your no is no and your yes is yes, you don't do that. 
I don't look at that. I don't, I don't think that. I don't say that. So Lent, I would encourage you very much to make, an, uh, understand this, that as best you can, firm up what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, and don't deliberate. Learn not, learn not to deliberate. It's such a powerful thing in the spiritual life. So I just encourage you. I mean, we're going to have all kinds of choices there, but make them on the front end. So make your yes, yes, and your no, no. So you can truly feast on self-control. You can feast on it. And our almsgiving uh, to, to, um, to give to the other, to make a Lent an opportunity to be about the other person. And so when we look at almsgiving, uh, it can be for us uh, an important time to do many things, but I would encourage one thing to you here. Try to allow Lent to help you be free from judging others. The scripture says, don't judge your other. Your, your, your brother has his own master, right? Let, let the master judge him. Don't you judge him. Be free from judgment. Make an effort. I just don't want my mind to continue to judge. You know, we do discern problems in the world and problems in other people. We see the problems, and we have an option. We can pray and have compassion, or we can judge. So I would encourage you in the Lenten season to have compassion on those things that you see that are wrong in other people and in the world. But don't judge it. Pray for them. Have compassion on them. So make that kind of our practice uh, during the Lenten season. So allow the Lent to help you to feast on compassion and flee judgment. So this last thing and this Sunday that we see this week uh, before we enter the, the fast is on forgiveness. God tells us very clearly that we are, we, our sins will be forgiven as we forgive others. So we need to be very clear that this is uh, an effort we need to be making to forgive other people. So let me read this uh, excerpt from Great Lent by Father Alexander Schmemann on this very topic, forgiveness. Um, the second condition of this Sunday uh, of the uh, this this forgiveness. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. The triumph of sin and the main sign of its rule over the world is division, opposition, separation, and hatred. That's what you find in the world. That's what you find in a world without forgiveness. Therefore, the first breakthrough into this fortress of sin is forgiveness. The return to unity, solidarity, and love. To forgive is to put between me and my enemy the radiant forgiveness of God himself. To forgive is to reject the hopeless dead ends of human relations and to refer them to Christ. Forgiveness 
is truly a breakthrough of the kingdom of God into this sinful and fallen world. And I would encourage you so, so much to see how important this is for us. That, and we all have people in our lives that we need to forgive. And sometimes we have to forgive them over and over and over again. But it's what, it, what, what happens when we do that? The kingdom of God becomes present. We bring Christ himself into that mix. And we find not just, we find division and separation and hatred disappearing. We find love, solidarity, and unity appearing. It's a very, very important thing for us to see this. It's just not, God just doesn't want us to do this because he just wants to make life hard. He wants to do it because he wants to make life better. He wants to make your life better. This is not an easy thing to do. But it will make your life rich, full of love full of compassion, full of unity. So my encouragement to you is to see these four disciplines that God has given to us and we step into Lent with the idea that we can be freed from the enslavement to our sins, to our appetites, and to the troubles that other people may cause us in this world. If we will, with God's help, pray, fast, give alms, and forgive. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.